Hey guys, my name is Akshita. I'm a data analyst and a travel enthusiast. I'm Anand. I'm a finance bro and a tech geek. And you're listening to the Why Coordinate, the weekly podcast where we discuss the why behind human society and behavior. Lessons from pop culture and our own experiences to lead a more intentional, efficient, and happy life. Hey guys, welcome to the Y Coordinate. I Akshita. How are you? Hey Anag, I'm doing well. How are you? Good. I feel like, like I say, uh, whenever I say hi Akshita to you, irrespective of whether we are on the podcast or not, I feel like. I am talking to you on the podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, the last time we spoke on call for the first second when you said hi, I didn't recognize your voice. But then the second you said hi, Akshita, I'm like, hey, okay, that's there. There the Anag is. <laughs> There's the Anag I know. So used to this. But yes, yes. How's how's it been? How's your week? Good, good. Very busy. Uh, now my even though like my city is now gone on lockdown, my social life. It's quite nice. How about you? I feel you're in uh, Goa and you become a surfer chick now officially. No, I feel like I'm deteriorating. I'm just like I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'm struggling, but I, I love it. I am in love with it. I just keep going as as much as I can. That's that's now my thing. I feel oh. I'm in a phase. <laughs> All right. Okay. I think we've done enough chit chat. It's time to <laughs> uh, the guest for our episode. I am really excited. In fact, I've been. like waiting for the day we get him on our podcast yes uh, yes and our guest for today is uh, mr mario samanta mario could you introduce yourself and let our guest sure uh, yeah uh, thank you anak and akshita thank you for having me so um yeah i'm mario so i am originally from indonesia but i've been living in singapore for the past maybe 13 years so i moved here when i was about 15 uh for studies right so um i i did e- economics in um, in university and now i'm doing a kind of like a strategy role in a, in a tech firm in singapore and i've been doing it for a little bit more than 3 years right so that's a little bit about my education and career and in terms of interest and hobby i do enjoy like sports so i watch a lot of uh, basketball like nba and i watch uh a premier league soccer as well and I, and i do play some of them uh, occasionally as well yeah so and i am myself a christian so but we can talk uh more about that later i think uh but uh, there was a period in my life where i was an, an atheist so i think we can we can we can uh dive further into that later so yeah that's about me Lovely Mario, we are really excited to have you. Uh, you did not mention your so uh, Mario didn't mention it, but I'll mention it on his behalf. He's uh, really into food and cooking like me, and he keeps posting these uh, really nice pictures uh, of the food he makes and the food he goes out. Yes, to. yes, I do love food definitely. Yes, and we and I also I feel I I think you're um, you are married as well, right? Uh, oh yes, lot yes, of, I am married. Yes, I see yep. a lot of pictures of your. I feel I think your wife cooks as well or bakes. Yes, my wife loves cooking. Yeah. Yes, so I am. I'm, every time I see your stories on Instagram, I'm I'm inspired. <laughs> the lovely. <laughs> so I don't cook at all. I don't cook. So she cooks and I eat. So, so that's the the dynamic of that's our relationship. That's the perfect relationship. Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. <laughs> lovely. So 
so uh, thank you mario i think today was sunday so you uh, would have just gotten back from church or virtual church yep so on that note let's uh, talk about the topic for today and uh, that topic is why do people still believe in god in the 21st century uh, and uh, to kick off this discussion let's talk about our own personal uh, opinion or personal belief when it comes to god or religion in general like how religious or not so religious we are and uh, akshita would you like to kind of start first and mario can about his experience because i feel like i don't have much to uh, talk about my religious experience um yes very similar to you anna so i am a hindu by religion by religion yes um i honestly do not have a lot of experiences or um those thought provoking instances where i connected with religion or god but my family believes in god and uh, we do have our uh, we are we are not very ardent followers of hinduism the way uh, rules and regulations are you tend to follow some rules and regulations so we are not that we are not the blind followers we are more of uh, believers in uh, upper more more powerful being but we do not follow these rules of you should not do this you should not do that the different rules that hinduism has to offer so uh, that's how our family has been for the last few years in terms of religion i personally um i do believe in uh, in some power but i've not had that revelation or that that one moment of your life where you actually connect to uh, to god to the entire concept of religion so that's my take on it as i as anak said i don't have much to um, add in terms of instances but or experiences but yes okay i'll go next so i come from a, at least my extended family is fairly religious in terms of you know being into hinduism and um, all the rituals and festivities that happen and um, every hindu festival like for example today is the hindu festival of holy uh, the festival of colors so all of those festivals are, are celebrated in uh, arduous detail and all the rituals are carried out and my immediate family i think my parents um, i mean they do do uh, believe in it they do follow it uh, i guess not to the level of detail that my extended family of previous generations have uh, but i do think that my parents are at least if not hardcore hindus they are some sort of agnostic that they do believe in a higher power uh me personally i've always hated religion because growing up as a kid uh i've been a very restless uh kind of a kid so sitting in the room with you know bunch of people just chanting and some things that i understand on the value of was extremely annoying for me so i used to not like it i used to dislike it uh completely but of late especially in the past 4 5 years when i've lived abroad and i lived by myself and in a different geography and culture uh i saw myself understanding the value of religious traditions in the sense that it was a way of bringing the community together and it was also a form of identity for me my family my and in that sense uh like i started seeing the value so like now that i'm back in india and when we have all these festivities and like for example i'm sure we'll have for i'd be a more uh ardent follower or like i'll be more excited about carrying it out but in t- but not because i believe in the god that we are praying in i personally don't i i i, I don't know i go somewhere between being an atheist and a 
um, agnostic person, but uh, I am like, it's ironical how I identify as an atheist in the sense that I don't believe in God, but I do believe in identifying as a Hindu person. So in terms of rituals and community, like for example, if I get married, I'm going to go through all the rituals that, you know, you go through in a Hindu way, but that's not because I believe in God, it's the more communal aspect. Yeah. So that's my kind of take on it. Now let's talk about, let's talk to Mario and what he yeah. Um, so I am a Christian, but it's really not as simple as that. Okay. So like a little bit of life story. I was born a Roman Catholic, right? Uh, my family is a devout Catholic, uh, not my brother, but my parents at least are a very devout. So I grew up in a, a Catholic family. I have the church and everything. Uh, then I moved to Singapore, right? Then, uh, okay. Like I went to a kind of like a science high school. So in the sense that um, everybody was really like into science, um, we believe in like um, like in everything, like like how the world was created, like the evolution and everything. So a lot of my friends, um, I think were atheists, at least atheists or at least agnostics, or like like uh, they just I didn't believe, they just didn't think it was sensible to believe in something where like in something where you actually already have all these science uh, scientific theories that that seem to prove otherwise right so i think at that time i i didn't really believe as well so i i kind of get influenced by uh, by the people around me so um there was a catholic church just beside my dorm so i will tell my parents every week that <laughs> that that i went to the church but i i didn't basically yeah so that was uh, that happened for around like many, many years. I mean, like throughout my high school, like the early years of my university as well. So definitely six to seven years. So like how I so-called how I uh, came back to believing and uh, uh, there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of factors. One factor was my wife because my wife was a Christian and, and her family was a strong Christian. So she brought me to church and everything. Uh, but also I think in, um, uh, in uni, I took this uh, one, one course, it was like an elective. It was just a free elective for everyone. Um, the module was called uh, philosophy or religion. So uh, basically the, the module talked about pro, uh, um, the arguments for and against God. So really talk in a balanced way. But I think, I think uh, it really made me think that like, it's not so crazy to, to believe in, um, in, like, in religion, in a higher power. Like, although I still believe in all the scientific, like mostly all the scientific theories and everything, but I don't think it's, it's irrational to believe in something else, right? So I think uh, a lot of these factors are kind of factor in, then, then in the end, I, I came back to believing. And, and now I, w- I will say I'm quite a, uh, a devout Christian right now. Yeah, so that's my story. Yeah, lovely. I don't know how... Uh controversial we want to get in this podcast but uh <laughs> let's uh, because uh for the most part like i feel like the way we go about with our lives uh being religious and believing in like technology can coexist but there are extreme uh forms of this uh like for example there was a uh, novel by dan brown where one of the characters was uh, from an extremely religious family where he fell ill with some sort of an illness and his parents were so religious that instead of going out to seek medical help, they kept praying to God. I think he had polio and he, they kept praying to God. And then basically he lost his legs and he went around with a wheelchair. So then he had like a very anti-religion pro-science. So that is an extreme example. There are people that exist in today's day and age 
who have uh, who, who feel that, for example, there are anti-vaxxers and some some component of their thought processes tied to relig- their beliefs in religion as well. Same thing with uh, uh, abortion, the issues about abortion. But uh, like I, I don't know, I, I don't want to debate on that. But what let's let's dive deeper into what our topic is in terms of people who do believe in science, people who have gone through like a technical STEM like we talked about with Catherine in the previous uh, podcast episode, like people have gone through that sort of uh, education. They understand how things work. They understand like the reason why the sun rises and the sun sets. It's not because, you know, God is doing that. Uh, but they still choose to believe in God. They still choose to, you know, go, go to church and uh, go through. So <laughs> why, why do you think that is, Mario? Yeah, so um, I, I, I will quote a little bit from... Uh... So this is like when I was reading a lot about about these topics, right? Because uh, like I wanted to really believe what I believe in. Like like I I don't want to just believe just for the sake of believing. So I really read a lot into it. And and uh, one of the um, notion put out by Kierkegaard. I don't know if you've heard about Kierkegaard. Uh, Kierkegaard is a Christian philosopher. So um, he like he, he is a Christian, but he writes a lot about philosophy. And and one of his idea is the it's about the limits of reason. Like he was saying that, yes, we do have some scientific evidences that can explain a lot of the things in the world, uh, but number one, it's not enough because there are still a lot of things that we do not understand, right? Um, a lot of the, the theories, they are called theories because they are just theories. Like, like, like there's, no, there's no way to so-called prove or disprove them at this point of time. I mean, we might be able to do it in 50, 100 years time, but, uh, but for now, a lot of it is still in a very gray area. So maybe I'll just read like a two paragraphs that really um, resonated with me when, when I read it, right? So um, like he talked about the idea of uh, limits of reason, right? So I'll just read from, his, uh, from the two paragraphs. Okay, he says, one way we might become aware of some of the limitations of human reason might be by an, an encounter with a superior being who does not suffer from, this, uh, from those limitations. We might, for example, come to see some problem in our cognitive equipment by coming into contact with an alien from another galaxy who does not suffer from this problem. If we encounter such an alien who had powers we do not possess, we might for the first time become aware of our own limitations by comparing ourselves with such a being. It is not possible to give a straightforward illustration of this since by hypothesis, the case would have to concern some limitation we have, but are currently ignorant of, while any example we might construct would have to cite some limitation we already know about. Nevertheless, we can give an example that might provide a kind of analogy. Imagine meeting a musical genius such as Mozart, who has the ability to hear a symphony and immediately sit down and write out the entire score. If I met such a person, the encounter will certainly make me more aware of the limitations of my own musical intelligence. Or to vary the example, imagine a colorblind person who for the first time meets a person with normal color perceptions, who is able to make color distinctions the colorblind person cannot make. My initial conclusion then is that it is clearly reasonable to hold not only that reason has limits, but that in some circumstances, we might become aware of limits that we currently do not recognize, or at the very least, we might acquire a justified suspicion that we have encountered such limits. So, I mean, to put it simply, he was saying that we don't know what we don't know, right? 
like 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 uh like there are some things that we don't know and we will not be able to understand it or we are not aware of it until we we come in contact with a with an alien who like who make us aware of that like i don't know if you guys watch star trek series like like in a lot of like the star trek series like they'll meet some alien who is like maybe in another dimension like like completely have some sort of ability that we do not understand so only then then we will we will be aware of or of of our own limitations as human so this is kind of the the thing that really resonated with me in the sense that um i can understand why uh, when people don't believe but um i think it's not crazy to believe as well i think that's the the like the first line that i that i have yeah what do you so, think so so mario i have a follow up question on that so what you're seeing does the, what let me uh, rephrase what i understood and then you can let me know if my understanding is correct or not so what you're saying is that there are phenomena in the world that we don't understand as of and because we don't know how they work uh believing in a higher power uh makes sense is that what you're saying or or are you saying that there are things or there that we we'll never understand and that is what we are portraying is i think both in the sense that um your first point that um i think thinking that we already understand everything is is definitely false because there are a lot of things that they don't understand like for yeah. example just like like our universe is, is like super big and and we only understand maybe like less than 0.1% of it right all these mm-hmm. black hole black hole and theory and whatever we do not understand yeah like we might be able to understand it at some point but not now and and even then i think what uh, kierkegaard is trying to say is that there's no way to to really ascertain that our understanding is the right understanding mm-hmm. right so so uh if you remember there was a period um i don't know the years but there was a period where people believed that um that earth is the center of the yeah. of the world right like yeah. like everything revolves around the earth and scientists believed that but then it was disproved right so um i think kegard is just saying that that uh, our understanding now is sufficient for what we need to understand now but there's no guarantee that this is the right understanding in that right right yeah. right 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 True, true, true. No, but I'm not able to understand. So where does the 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 picture of like believing in a higher authority or believing in God come in? Like I understand that even science does not have all the answers. But then are we saying that all, like God is sort of like a catch-all for all the questions we don't have answers to? Or are we saying that like God will? There are things that we will never have answers to. So God is the God is. how we just like right so so i think that question will um for me that question leads me to understanding the nature of our existence our existence as um like in the world right i mean if you talk about um uh, the beginning of the universe mm-hmm. right uh, then we are diving into another topic like uh, like big bang theory and mm-hmm. and so on and so forth and 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 usually there there are only two school of thoughts is that the universe has existed forever like meaning it, it has existed for an infinite amount of time and we just happen to be in one point of time or there is a beginning in the universe right so for uh for theists like myself we believe the beginning to be god because uh philosophically when we talk about like the beginning uh something cannot come out of nothing yeah. right zero cannot become one 
yeah. right? So yeah. if we believe in the start of the universe, then there must be something that exists first that gives birth to this universe. So that something must be beyond our understanding that he exists forever. So uh, in the peace understanding that being is so-called God or, or a higher power or, or whatever you want to think of it. But, but I'm not sure what you guys think of this. I mean, uh, so my thought process is that I understand that there are, th- so there will always be things that we don't understand. Uh, there'll be gaps in an understanding of information of phenomena and maybe in our lifetime and maybe the next 10 generations will never be able to. And from that perspective, I mean, there are different things you can label it as uh, for now. Like people, one of the ways to kind of put it as a working theory is say that there's God and you know that's when it started. Some people might give it some other name. And I, I feel like there'll be a point where the line between what is God and what is some sort of physics theory on how it happened starts learning because it's so so theoretical that it might as well be as as uh non-scientific as uh like talking about it uh so so there like i like i understand where you're coming from but the other thing is that when we talk about things like you know when people go pray to god for like uh like for example let's say we have an exam where all three of us are going to sit for that exam and all three of us go pray to God for, let me top the, like, let me score the highest in that exam. Uh, like at that point, I feel like that is, how, how do, how would that work? Like, will God listen to all three of you? Is there a God is, I mean, at that point of time, like when you talk about the phenomena, like how was humanity or the world created and is there a high power in that sense, I get it. But when people talk about them and like these micro interactions on a day-to-day basis, and God being involved and God having a plan for you, there it kind of starts breaking down for me. So, like, what are your thoughts on? Um, I think in, um, in that case, we really boil, uh, boil down to the religion, right? Because um, I think different religion has different understanding of of what God is, of of what He is. You know, like um, different religion might pray to God for certain things. Some religion might be more aggressive in praying. Some religion might not pray so much. So it, 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 uh, that depends on the religion itself. But I think uh, this question will relate a little bit about um, what you said, Anak, about, um, about the community, right? I think, I think like aside from the, the philosophical understanding of whether thinking there is God, I think, um, being in a religion, being an organized religion, gives a kind of a sense of uh, community in, um, in someone's life. And, and like to be in the community, then uh, you are talking with people who, like, who have the same understanding as you. Um, so like one of the requirements is, of course, to follow the, like the kind of beliefs, to follow the kind of practices that, that religion has. Right, so that it, it like it really depends on the uh, on the belief system of each religion, but I think it does give a, a sense of community to to someone's life, and then and then um, they will be in the community where everyone believes the same thing and they will practice the thing as well. But but you think that uh, apart from the you know bringing a sense of identity, a collective identity and community. Uh, I mean, th- this belief that, you know, God has a plan. And for example, uh, I always kind of have this debate with people who are overly religious about, let's say I want to achieve X, Y, Z goals. Now, 
is my time better spent in the temple praying for like three hours straight or is my right, time right. better spent in you know yeah. if it's an exam studying for it or if it's a sport then practice for it or what whatever uh so like how, how do how do you kind of reconcile that sort of any thoughts okay for myself right this is uh my opinion but um i think i think people will have different opinion mm-hmm. my opinion that um yes i think god has a plan in the sense that um like if you just think about it philosophically like as a theist like myself then i believe my god to be this all knowing all powerful the, the like the supreme being right so um in that sense he will know who i will be 10 years from now and 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 i will know but because he is all knowing then he will know so uh uh like in the sense that he at that kinds of at that time means that he already has a plan for me right um so in certain instances whether i will spend 3 hours in a like in a church of playing or praying or 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 studying like i believe in like in the action part right i i believe because i believe in both science and religion and in the sense that i believe that uh, god gives us ability to think right and ability to learn things so i would rather spend 10 minutes praying and the rest of time studying because i believe that um god has given me a, a like brain to to learn and to think so i i i have to use that to achieve my goals rather than just relying on god to give me what i want but um in the sense using what i think god has given me to to learn and mm-hmm. and to think for myself and 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 to maximize what i have that i think are given from god yeah oh ashita do you have any thoughts um so uh, i uh, i think it's a lot about comfort as well a lot of people find comfort in religion and god uh, whether it's a small thing like uh, i have an exam god please help me pass it or a big thing where someone's son is in the hospital and severely sick and you're praying to god saying please save him even though you in your head know that scientifically it might not be possible to save him uh, a lot of this revolves around comfort um you there's a lot of you you give that part of you to god not hoping that god will solve it for you but hoping that there is someone listening to your um personal issues your tragedies your um happiness your all of it like positives and negatives in life so um as you said uh, some people spend some time praying to god while some people spend time actually working on um things that they can so in your example studying versus praying in a temple some people find that comfort going and praying in a temple before an exam to for whatever reason to calm themselves down to i don't know uh, logically think about things to so i do not get the concept that people blindly go pray to god um, without putting in effort for it as mario very clearly and very very beautifully said it uh, you need to use what god has given you to reach what you want to want to achieve so you can't just blindly uh, ask god or believe in god to give you everything but you need to work towards it using what god has given you so that's something i agree with and um comfort is something that i've seen a lot uh happening in and around me so i think that's one of the reasons why people also really 
choose this is also not related to the scientific part of it this is just how religion i've seen religion work in a few cases but yeah yeah i mean on that part i agree with you akshita and so i mean you call it even <laughs> the choice of words might be different but the way i see it and to put it bluntly and to give a scientific aspect to it i feel like it's a psych- psychology hack or a psychology trick that you play on yourself for when you know you start losing hope and things start going out of your control uh, this is a way of kind of getting it's it's almost to the level where when the pandemic happened started last year in march and people had no idea how it was spreading people started washing their hands excessively and sanitizing everything uh, because it gave them a sense of control that okay fine we're able to fight this whereas i mean the way it spreads and the easily it spreads like just washing your hands and is not not enough clearly it's not enough otherwise we would not still be in lockdown if washing hands and wearing a mask uh, so so i feel like this is a way for you to get a sense of control when that doesn't exist Uh, i mean and, and th- that is there in 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 a small uh, example of that is the stock market for that matter in the stock market i mean there are bigger players smaller players some people have more impact some people have less impact but overall how it will play out nobody no one person can really control it and uh, in my opinion life is exactly like that there's so many forces that are trying to work against and for each other and the way things pan out the way they fall out Uh, is in nobody's control and to feel that there's a higher power who's kind of like a puppet master and has, is controlling everyone is a, a psychology sort of like a psychological trick you play on yourself to make yourself feel comfortable but i kind of get because right now for me that higher power is actually my parents if i feel stressed about something i feel out of control instead of praying to god i go to my parents and ask them and, and it's as irrational as praying to god because i know for things Uh, for a lot of things, they don't have any control either. They won't be able to fix it. Me, but it's just they are the higher power for me. And maybe a few years down the line, when they are no more, I probably become more, you know, start believing in God because you do need need someone. Uh, so that that is uh, one thing that I think. And the um, uh, se- second thing is that uh, okay, I'll, the the se- second thing is that it's just yeah, it's just a way to. Uh, I guess I've mixed the two points that I wanted to say, but this one, so I don't know what my second point is anymore. That's <laughs> <But> right. <laughs> um, I also think that uh, so for many people, uh, for a few people I've met, uh, there's been one situation or that one changing point in life where they've either moved from being an atheist to a very devout religious person, or vice versa. So um, it depends on what that one instance or that one experience is what has changed their mindset, but that. that purpose that they find after that or they lose after that so a lot of people they my one of my uh, uh, friends she's she lost her mother so she she was a very very devout religious uh, person before that but after that she lost all hopes because of this entire fact because she prayed to god relentlessly every single day but that is not how it works and we all know that that's a way of life that that's where science comes into picture and also we have have had situations where i've had a friend who has gone into a really bad accident but survived even though science or any logical way it yeah. would not have worked out that way so that's it's also i mean this is just something that i've uh, seen so that's just me putting it out there but yeah this 
these events that happen in life are very crucial to changing the way you think about religion okay uh, yeah i agree in in some some to some some degree on what you said um, about that but i i i remember what my second point was and that kind of relates to uh, why pray for 3 hours when you know 10 minutes in a day or 10 minutes in a week or even 10 minutes a year is enough and the other reason i think is it it connects to sort of meditation and meditation is this cool new thing that people are started doing in other countries in the more eastern countries uh, i'm sure in asia and india it's been there for a while and people connected with religion and soul and spirit and that but the way i see it is meditation is a way of just clearing out your mind because we especially these days are always thinking about something and when you meditate when you think about your breathing or you think about god or you chant god's name you basically just deleting everything in your head and just focusing on one thing uh, very simply very plainly so in that respect i feel praying is a way of meditating and kind of clearing out your head and just focusing because when you chant god's name over and over you're not really thinking about it it's not stressing you out and that kind of gives you a level of peace and i mean people label it and market it as different way getting connected to your soul and this and that but the end at the end of the day i feel like it's a way for you to not think about anything like just you know so that that i feel is another application of religion apart from do you have any sort of like final thoughts or additional yeah i think uh one thing that that we haven't really talked about that i think is um throughout history i feel that religion has kind of played a role is giving a moral compass in in like in, in someone's life right because uh uh because yes we do have some uh study of ethics or like some study of like what you should do in life what you do to uh, to other people but uh there are different school of thoughts and and nowadays honestly the world is is getting more complex and i think religion is also a way um it's also a way for someone to have kind of a moral compass of what they should do like uh like to other people of what they should do to the society um and more than moral compass i think like in the bigger picture like a purpose right so i think in the first episode right you guys talked about um uh, existential crisis right like like how people in like like at some point of their life you know um like they're like they're just reflecting on on like what is their purpose in life you know so so i think i think religion is a way to give someone that purpose in life and and um and a lot of people have become very like devout in their religion like 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 really uh, being active in their religion and 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 really trying to like um to do whatever that, that uh, the religion um, asks you to do and 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 that kind of gives a sense of purpose in someone's life i th- i i i think i think um Uh, this is one very like um like important thing that i feel um like of course you can have substitute like you can have a purpose of life without religion but um i think it like it is a way to give you that moral compass it is a way to give you that sense of purpose in life no oh, very well put mario i that i agree with you 100% uh and especially this is true historically like for example in the hindu culture uh if you sneeze in a public setting uh, that's supposed to be considered extremely uh inauspicious and we should not do that and that's been kind of codified in the religion but the cause for that or the reason for that trade i mean you can trace it back to the fact that you know it spreads illnesses so it's not like it's not good for society in general so you should not do that and to kind of explain the science behind all of it and how there are these microscopic beings that spread when you sneeze 
it would be easier for them to say that if you sneeze, it's bad luck. So people would not sneeze. And also in, in, in a way of kind of enforcing good moral behavior where, you know, uh, if that, I mean, that prevents people from doing things that they wouldn't do, even if nobody else is watching. Like, because then they're like, oh, God is watching and God is keeping track of, you know, how you are. So that that is a way of enforcing good moral behavior in people, uh, even without, you know, actually the method going into it. So in, in on those counts, I definitely agree on it. Anything else that we've not touched on? No, I think uh, focus, as Mario and uh, Mario mentioned, is quite important, and I do agree with that as well. And uh, uh, the superstitions thing, what uh, Anoki just mentioned, is actually quite cool because I had not really thought of it that way till now at all. And this does make sense. I mean, um, superstitions have come across, like the religious superstitions. We do not know why, but thinking about it in a very logical and a scientific setting, it now makes sense of why they would make such superstitions, maybe not to explain, maybe in a way to uh, follow the scientific way, but just not the explanation. So that way, I feel like if there was that awareness, um, even though there are superstitions, if we knew the background, if we knew more about the scientific uh, uh, underlying factors that go around it, it would make it easier for people to differentiate between science and religion. Now, because uh, there's this gap between uh, religion and science, and there are superstitions exactly like the one you said about sneezing, which might make scientific and logical sense, but a person does not know that scientific and logical sense, that person might just not, might think that the superstition is stupid and religion, it's it's a blind religious thing. So that way, that line between religion and science gets muddled. Um, for me, I feel like if there was a clear understanding of why some things are the way they are, if we knew the scientific reasons behind it, it would be easier to either connect to religion or be able to disconnect with the entire uh, religion and uh, science conflicts which occur so that's what i feel yeah i mean you see that happening even in like uh, in the modern day in companies especially with like scraps uh, they have company policies and rules that they follow and they're kind of codified from having a reason behind why they do or do not do things a certain way and and that gets trickled down to the end uh, employee as just rules of, rules of thumbs to follow or policies to follow. And what that does is it leads to situations where, you know, they are so blindly following the rules that they don't know the reason behind them. And sometimes they kind of are incorrectly manipulated. Like, for example, in my sneezing example, the, the rule against sneezing is because if you have an infectious disease and you sneeze because of that, then you can spread the germs. But for example, let's say you sneeze because there's dust around you or there is pepper in your nose, then that's that sneezing is fine because that's like your body's reaction to being triggered. Uh, so not understanding why that rule was being put in place and just following the rule uh, by itself as, you know, this is how we should do, this is how we do things, is is uh, leads to those kind of problems, one. And second, like you we were discussing about you know, the earth, the world revolving around the earth rather than the earth revolving around the sun. Some of these superstitions, some of these rules might be based off of incorrect understanding of the world at that. And we continue to follow them to this day, which is, again, in my opinion, like wrong. But that's where, like, you know, focusing more on science isn't, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what else? And I think we discussed community as well. Yeah. Uh, why we still 
have so much importance about religion in the 21st century even though there are a lot of uh, scientific reasons for most of what is happening is because we have been brought up that way generations and generations been told and explained and also been participated in these traditions and these societal um, festivals i would say not festivals in the way we hindus call it but uh, all the community aspect of it so mm-hmm. that's where that indoctrination happens where you're just you believe it even though you don't have th- that's your default setting i would it's a very poorly yeah. uh, worded sentence but you start by that because you're told that and then you can choose to agree with it or disagree with it a lot of people go forward agreeing with it not because they actually agree with it or right. they actually believe it but just because they're told so and as mario said i think uh, if you want to believe something you should actually want to believe it or you should actually know why you are believing it so that's one thing why a lot of people around us actually just believe in religion uh, if you ask someone they might not know or they might not relate to god so deeply but they might just do it because everyone around them is doing it i don't know if it's the same for others but that's and something i've noticed adding to that is that people in general have a habit of sticking to what they like if they've committed to a statement uh, they will stick to it and try to defend it irrespective of whether new information is available that kind of contradicts what you're saying and uh, so I, i feel like with religion because you know a lot of people have grown up believing things a certain way uh, they they even if like new information comes across through science or research or whatever uh, they will continue to find reasons why that is not true and continue to stick to what they've kind of committed to um, which is also one of the reasons why you know you have things like anti vax believe anything yeah i mean i really expect, agree with you both i think i think like this applies to both uh, religious as well as non religious people i think you have to know why you believe or you don't believe yeah like, like, like i think i like ashita mentioned it happens a lot in um like in my home country like in indonesia right because i mean in indonesia i think 99% people will have some sort of religion like majority muslim but other than that like christians or buddhism or hindu but like a lot of uh, the people in my current generation they just believe because their family are believers and they've been going to church since they are young you know or 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 they've been going to the temple since they are young but they do not really understand what they believe in so in a sense they might do things just out of uh, like like because their family is doing it so they like they'll just continue to do it but they like they don't really understand uh, the the importance or like the the significance uh, the significance behind it or the explanation behind it at like at the same time then uh, uh, people who do not believe as well they they do not dig deep enough why do they do not actually believe in it like like um have they actually explored what are the explanations for the different religions or or they just don't believe because um because they think science can explain everything that they think uh science and religion are totally like uh, incompatible which which I do not personally uh, like agree with so i think it's it's really important for for everyone to be more uh, just to be not to be ignorant i would say not to be ignorant of the of the cultures uh, that you have of the religions that are in the world like like um like for example like when when one of our future classmates shared the 
the Nauru celebration. So I, I thought that was really cool because that was the first time that that that, that I heard about this celebration and I didn't know about it before and, and all the significance behind it. So I think like like it's really important for us to like to really know about all the different cultures and all the different like belief system in the world just to appreciate them. Like like you like I think you I mean you do not need to to believe in them but uh but just know about it and and just be aware of those and not to be ignorant i think that's the most important thing. that's right especially because uh it gives you a better understanding of where everyone else is from and also because maybe you've not thought of looking at the world a certain way and you know maybe someone else's religion or someone else might give uh it might change the way you look at things okay um should we <laughs> wrap up i think this has been a very very i i feel like I, I already feel like my IQ went up by 50 points after this episode's discussion. It's been like a very, very intellectual stimulation. Um, so do, do you guys have anything else to add? We should wrap up finally thoughts. I don't think I have anything else to add. Uh, how about your thing to add? No, I'm good, Anna. We can start wrapping. Okay. So I think just to kind of summarize, we talked about the first the question about why you know, people still believe in God immensely. And even the most like scientific or science uh, focused uh, people. And the first and foremost reason is that there's so many questions that we don't have to ask you. And, uh, and then you, when you start asking very, very like technical questions or things, questions that we don't, like we don't even know what we don't know, uh, things start to get so, so theoretical that, uh, you know, at some point of time, the line really blurs between, you know, believing in religion versus believing in some sort of scientific theory. And like we talked, like Mari mentioned about the Big Bang Theory, at some point of time, something should have started and that's when you say God happened. So that is one. Then we talked about uh, the sense of community, that religion and, you know, believing in God brings in uh, because of which, uh, you know, people indulge in all of this. Third was uh, a comfort, a feeling of, uh, you know, when you feel out of, like, you know, life is getting out of control, just believing in God and saying that, okay, God has a higher plan. Um, that is one of the reasons why. Uh, the fourth was when you talk about like praying for hours and hours in a temple that also has some semblance of, uh, you know, meditation where you just free your mind of anything, free your mind of your earthly quote-unquote worries and just focus on God. Uh, that helps reach a new level of clarity. And uh, and then I think we ended it with, we ended it with, Basically, people continue to do it because of inertia. That's all they've known. So, like, they've been brought up with that. Once they get older, they might become more intentional. They might have more agency where they start to question why they do things a certain way or why not. And sometimes people have that philosophy of, you know, irrespective of whether they're presented with new information, they'll stick to what the stance that they've already taken. So, they'll continue to kind of just, um, if there's anything else, I'm just, okay, I guess. I think <laughs> Uh, that wraps up this discussion. So it's, uh, let's let's go to some lighter topics. So it's time for the funny <laughs> or insightful incident of the week. Um, I don't know if you want to start it. Um, I can go. Um, I've, I've had a very, I mean, relatively boring week this week. But uh, as Anab mentioned, I did go uh, out yesterday to surf. I, I feel like surfing is now my new thing but the funny incident about this is i've gone surfing twice in the last two weeks and uh, the first time i went with my family with my mom and my dad 
and i'd given my mom one job that was to take nice pictures and videos of me uh while surfing and i'm anyways just a beginner so i'm still learning how to catch my own wave and i think the one wave that i caught correct properly by my own self and my mom was taking a video of it that time and she was so she was so awed by me doing that she was taking the video and then she just started looking at me and she moved the camera away and the entire video is of her slippers on the beach and not me at all <laughs> and so this was the first time and i was i was so angry i was like mom can you please focus on me the next time through the camera and not through like your eyes like look at the camera and she was like okay i will focus next time and yesterday when we went the same thing happened i caught one wave out of the 100 i tried and this time she was wearing sunglasses so and there was a bright sun so she could not see the camera as well she ended up flipping the camera and the entire video is of her looking at me and it's just her face and i do not know what to do anymore <laughs> i think i'm just not going to get pictures anymore like this is this is my legacy like i'm not getting any videos that's it <laughs> i've given up that is really funny <laughs> that's probably your funniest incident of the week of all weeks so far <laughs> i know <laughs> that's true that's true okay mario do you have uh, a funny insightful incident uh i don't think i can top that story <laughs> but <laughs> yeah I, i mean i mean for me i mean it's, i think it's um, a little funny slash insightful for me like like so last week i was uh I was doing a little bit of spring cleaning in my house like like I was trying to sort my clothes and my my pants like like which one I'm like I'm going to bring with me and then which one I'm going to leave here maybe like throw away or like do- donate some of them right so um like in Singapore we have a term uh, called hoarders right so we we basically use this term to describe like usually elderly who so, like maybe they live alone or or you know they are like alone in a um in a flat and and they will tend to keep a lot of things in their house even things that they will never ever use but they just keep it you know and and until there's a, a cockroach infestation or something then they will start to clear it right so we used to like just leave it them whatever but when i started to sort my clothes then i realized just how many clothes or pants that I don't ever use like it's just there sitting there for the past one two years and I, and I never even like <laughs> I don't think I've used them for the past one or two years so you know then and and they just made me realize that maybe I'm sort of a hoarder as well and you know I think I have to be like like I think from this point on I just have to be more intentional in like in what I buy I think like we as humans are just excessive and and it made me think of the of the quote from the fight club right like uh where the guy say like uh we buy things we don't need with money we don't have to impress people we don't like right so so i think so that that summarizes like like the whole thing that's actually <laughs> quite funny because i do the same exact same thing i have clothes from when i was in 8th grade eighth grade and you know what the funniest part is i still wear them <laughs> so my mom well, at least you still wear them right so, yeah. so i still wear them because my mom, my mother is just like either you wear them or you throw them because i'm going to you donate them because you've been keeping this clothes for the last 5 6 8 10 years 
and you're just not using them. So you can either donate it because it's just taking up space. So the hoarder word that you use is exactly what my mom calls me as well. Because I keep everything, I stop it and I keep it thinking one day, maybe eventually I'll have to use it, which never happens. So yeah. But, but you know, I, I don't think that it's like everybody is a hoarder because like if you have something and it's, you know, perfectly fine, you don't just like, for example, with clothes or with pens, like, uh, they work, but they probably don't work as nice. Uh, then there's no reason to throw them because you feel like it's wasting it, right? Or getting rid of it. Like there might be an opportunity where you might need it. Um, and the only time like you actually end up getting rid of them. So you need some sort of a trigger for it to happen. Like in my life, I've been a holder all my life growing up. So like till the age of like, I don't know, I graduated from undergrad. I had like a shit ton of stuff, like so much stuff that one bedroom was not enough to keep all of it. So I had to, uh, you know, get more. So, but then when I started, like when I moved out and I started living abroad, I had to switch cities every like almost six to eight months to a year. And then when you switch cities uh, and you have to basically pack up your life in two large suitcases and one carry on, you really start to like question whether, you know, you need something or you don't need something. And at that point of time, like I got rid of a lot of stuff and then you do that multiple times over and you start realizing that how much stuff you really need versus how much stuff you really have. That is one. And second, uh, someone, someone came up with this quote, which said that if you have a good version of something means that you have too much stuff. Like for example, if you have a good pair of scissors or a good pen or a good, uh, plate, for example, uh, then you have too much stuff because that means that you have a bad pen, a bad pair of scissors, a bad plate also, which you'll never use because you'll always want to use the more, nicer comfortable so you should always have just one pair of one set of everything uh except for underwear i feel i should have multiple pairs of that <laughs> uh, and just have good versions so so like buy high quality stuff but buy less of fast fashion and i spoke so much about that because i don't have a funnier inside <laughs> <story. laughs> i realized i'm like anak doesn't have nice. a story <laughs> does he <laughs> <laughs> that's what i do when i don't have a story i just pick on someone else and then continue on <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah i guess uh that wraps up the episode uh thank you so much for joining us mario it was probably thank the you, most intellectually stimulating discussion we've had so far i mean i was excited for exactly this reason so i'm really glad you could make it for joining us uh thank you akshita uh for taking time out of your surfing to join us today and uh, thank you everyone for listening and we will be back again uh, today same time yes thank you so much mario really uh, as anug said this is a discussion this is a topic which is not uh, very not a lot of people talk about it but it was it's it is an important actually it's interesting to see how other people think about it as well so that was as anup said very intellectually stimulating so thank you so much for joining us here today and thanks anup thank, yeah thank you guys thank you i mean i mean i was a little bit afraid that this might turn a little bit com- uh, controversial or you know but, but but i think it was it was really it was really smooth i i i think it was just like a, like a very casual conversation that friends have so so, so anyway okay let's let's get to the part so how was your experience of being on the podcast itself how did it go yeah i mean it's really cool like like i said at like at first i was a little bit nervous i think uh but but um 
but then I think uh, like you guys did really good job in just like making it like smooth and just flows nicely. So I think uh, like after a while, it's just like a like a, just like yeah, a casual yeah. conversation, right? It's you you like, were a natural, yeah. Maria. I don't know what you're talking about. Like I feel like you do like a podcast every week, and you don't tell us. Yeah, no, I was no, no. surprised. <laughs> I was blown away <laughs> with the amount of preparation and the content you had. That was beautiful, really. No, I guess I mean it's just something that that. that i'm interested in right so like so naturally true, true. that like like naturally you will have more things to talk about but for you guys you have to be able to talk about random things every single week you know? <laughs> like like anything under the sun you know? <laughs> <laughs> true and you and anna were really hitting it off so well i think for the first 15 minutes i just didn't speak i was enjoying listening to both of you i was i was just silently listening like a audience and yeah it was beautiful <laughs> yeah i think it was a very nice discussion i like see every time we have these kind of discussions it just gives me more clarity on about like these thoughts at some some level we we might have within ourselves but like talking about it and discussing it with uh, extremely intelligence it just helps clear things out maybe things that i didn't believe in things that i disagreed with or things that i not thought of very clearly yeah thank you thank, thank you guys thank you thank you, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. i'm going to stop the call now